1: and welcome to episode 87 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Pacelli and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Hello. And Vicki Stokes. Hi. The gang's all back together again. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, it, oh, go ahead, Suze.
0: No, I was gonna say it was awfully, it was a lot of fun um, interviewing France Belville Vanstone, though. She, she was uh, s- such an articulate interviewee and also just a great artist thank you for letting me do that I enjoyed myself
1: oh good um in case you hear some background noise on my end I have a fan blasting in the background I've got it on the lowest setting but I have no air conditioning in my house it is a Saturday afternoon and it's about 100 degrees outside and the humidity is about 100 percent in my house I turned, the, I turned the fan off and I just started to turn into a puddle. So I'm sorry. I have to keep that fan on. It's not blowing directly on me, but at least it's moving some air around. So I apologize for the, the noise if it's in the background. But what we want to talk about today is preparing our tech for travel. What technology do we bring with us? What do we do when we get there? Where do we go? What particular technology do we bring with us when we go different places? And Suzie, you've got this huge list me,
0: yeah, yeah, well, that's because Europe requires you to be pretty prepared, I think, but um the the, the I'll, I can talk about the apps uh, a little later, but um, a couple of the things that I have that I don't have links that you wouldn't really think about when you're traveling is i my husband insists that we're not in the import business, but you know that when I travel. There's things that I use in Europe that you absolutely cannot find in the United States. And, for instance, they Germany has this fabulous Wellaflex hairspray. You can't find it on Amazon. You can't find it anywhere. And I can only find it in Germany. So every time he goes, I make sure he brings back several, you know, cans of it, um, and then the other thing is like Nutella Nutella in the United States I think it's made in Canada it does not taste the same as the Nutella in Europe which is made in Italy and which is a chocolate hazelnut spread so I always make sure I bring that I bring back herbe de Provence usually from France I bring back pottery I bring back you know um, paintings there's some artists that I've been buying some paintings and work from um, when I'm over there and you know in Certain liquors, you know, like there you have this um, pastis that is an artisanal pastis, which is like a, uh, it's like a licorice flavor, I would say, a black licorice flavor. You you, When you drink pastis, which is very popular in Provence, you pour like a little bit into a glass and maybe an inch and then you loose it with water. You just pour water and it creates this milky white drink and it's really refreshing and i i really love it but you can't find this particular pasty. so you know i want you know we try to bring back a bottle but you always are scared that it's going to break you know in transit so what is very difficult to find in europe is bubble wrap bubble wrap and tape and i highly recommend everyone if they're going to europe You don't have to buy a huge roll, but go ahead and buy, just put a small roll with just some cellophane tape in a um, a suitcase. I always bring an empty suitcase for my import business, (laughs) the stuff that I bring back. And, um, The other thing they have now, which is fabulous to bring, if you want to bring back wine or like a a bottle past these, is they have wine bottle bubble wrap sleeves. And you usually can find them at liquor stores or some wineries have them, but those are fabulous and they're reusable. And so you can basically, it's shaped like a wine bottle, and you just put the neck of the wine bottle in there, it's encased. The it's plastic, but the inside of it uh, is bubble wrap. And those things are really, really handy. And the other thing I would highly recommend if you're going overseas is a European plug adapter and bring more than one. Because if you think about it, you, if you get a European plug adapter, they have several that will be uh, compatible with Britain and uh, France and Italy. You know, some countries, if you just buy one thinking, oh, this will do for all of the countries, it really won't. Um, so if you bring back, bring a couple, then you can basically use one for, you know, a hair dryer if, or adapter for your hair dryer uh, and for, to charge your eye devices. So I would highly recommend, you know, buying a couple of them, European plug adapter and throwing those in there and also some bubble wrap and tape and some wine bottle um, bubble wrap sleeves when you're going and, you know, an extra charger. I have in the list about a Jackery premium charger, and that has a really long life, and we've been very, very happy with it. So we charge that in the hotel room, and then if we're on a long train ride, and, you know, we're using our iPads or iPhone, and, you know, our batteries are are just wearing down, you can put that, uh, plug it into the Jackery charger, and it doesn't take any time at all to get your devices charged back up. So those are the things that, you know, right away I would recommend.
1: Hmm. I have on my list, too, the Jackery Giant Plus battery. Oh, yeah. Which, which might That's, be the same, but those, those I, that I bring when there's a plane ride involved. Because a lot of yeah. times when you're at the airport, everyone is hovering around the outlets. Yeah. And you just can't. There are a couple. I can't remember if it's Fort Lauderdale, maybe, or Baltimore. I can't remember which airport. But not only do they have outlets, but they have USB ports,
0: which yeah, is really nice. And some, some planes have it now, too. Like if you,
1: you know, depending on when you're tr- what
0: you're traveling, of course, if you're traveling in business or first, they would have it. But sometimes with Economy Plus, um, which gives you pay a little bit more for that seat and uh, gives you more legroom, they will oftentimes have, um, you know, a, a, a electrical outlet there so you can plug in your stuff, too, which helps.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that, what I like to use if I'm going even on a day trip is uh, the Mac Alley battery case. And I do want to give a little disclaimer. The things I'm going to be talking about, I received to review from myMac.com. So I'm going to put the link in to both the item and my review so you can get into a little bit more detail. But these items, I love them, and I've been using them constantly ever since I got them. And the first one is the Mac Alley battery case. And it currently is $69.99 on their website, and it goes for the iPhone 6S and the 6. And it does add a little weight to the phone, but not enough that it really makes a difference. And you put your phone, you, you charge it by little micro USB, and it has four little dots on the back, and that way you know it's fully charged when you see all four of those little dots. And you can pretty much charge your phone twice with one charge of the battery case. The only drawback I had to this is if you want to listen to music, or it just attach your headphones while the phone is in the case. The jack won't reach because the the case itself takes up too much space, and it's longer than the 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 um, the part of the phone, you know, part of the headphones that you put into the port. So you would have to buy an adapter if it's something that was really that important to you, or you'd have to take it out of the case to listen. That was probably my biggest drawback. But otherwise, this is a great case, and I use this. All the time, and for seventy dollars, mm. I think it's well worth it.
2: Mm. I do. Well, um, I don't carry a lot of stuff when I travel because I don't want to lose my valuable electronics. Um, of course, if I go visit family members or something like that, I don't worry about it. I take anything that I think I need. Um, but one of my major problems I have when in traveling, and a lot of people don't realize it, is. You should never ever log on to those uh, free um, um, Wi-Fi networks. Some of them, um, even in the hotel, in, in airports, are extremely unsafe. So I suggest that you do not do that. Um, and I, I even I even say so in regards to using uh, hotel tablets and public computers. Um, it is so easy for somebody to be some, put something like a key logging software on it. Um, so it's probably best not to use those. And if you have to connect to a Wi-Fi network, what I suggest you do is use a VPN or some kind of secure browsing uh, such as HTTPS, which would encrypt the data and avoid eavesdropping. Um, um I have on my computer a free VPN software so that it um, sort of encrypts and tunnels any browsing that I'm doing on the internet or even in in regards to my email Uh, but there are a bunch of uh, uh, VPNs that you can install. Some of them are free, some of them are not. Um, I think PC Magazine came out just recently um, back in June with the best VPN services of the year Uh, and I'll provide that link uh, for you guys Uh, but uh, very few of them might have a free version but there, I think there's at least three of the, um, of the dozen or so that they have listed. Um, but it's, it's probably a good idea to avoid that um, um, if, if possible. Um, I know when I used to travel back in the day, uh, um, I always access my work um, computer uh, and their networks through a VPN. And it's nice now that we have that for private uh, use, too. But that's my first...
1: Vicki, I use TunnelBear. That's what I use. It's free.
2: Yeah, that's it's exactly f- what I they use. Give it you,
1: they give yeah. you, is it what, 500 megabytes for free? And then if you tweet something out, like, hey, I'm using TunnelBear, they I, give you I another up- 500.
2: And then I upgrade it so that I have some uh, enough, you know, data. Uh, unlimited, actually. Uh, I just went on and mm-hmm. upgraded because I figured, you know what? I'm going to just have it running all the time, even at home. I just have it running. You know, uh, it's, it's not very much of a performance issue. I have, at least I haven't noticed a performance issue. But you can always easily turn it off. It's like a little radio dial, turn it on and off. But well, right. that's why I use Tonebell. It's so easy to install. And you just you can actually switch countries and everything so, so that you can actually access. Uh, you can fool the browser into thinking you're in Japan and I guess, access some kind of sites that you can't normally access when you're not in that country.
1: But, um, yeah, it's got that cute, I, yeah. cute, cute little graphic when you turned it on showing the bear tunneling to yeah. another place.
2: Yeah, or, or I have the grizzly, so he jumps up and says, <laughs> "Yeah, <we're>
0: right?
1: <laughs>
2: yep. It's cute. Yeah.
0: Well, I was trying to, I know Molotov uh, TV from France, Apple acquired that, so I was hoping that I would be able to get it on Apple TV, but I may have to use VPN to... Maybe access it because I'm, I'm really bummed out about that. I'm hoping it'll come yeah. to the U.S. I'm really bummed. It's good well, my my couple the next couple apps for me. Um, we travel United pretty much all the time, internationally oh. because my husband um, he he has all of his, um, you know, he's a frequent flyer. Uh, he travels a lot of miles every year, so because, you know, he has status, they allow him, you know, I get automatic status because he has it. So it's really kind of a nice thing. So, what, what we use is the United Airlines app. And you can get them for any airline that you have, you know, that you're a frequent flyer on. So Delta will have their own app. Um, of course, American Airlines will have their own app. So you basically can have all your bo- bo- boarding passes. And many people already use this and know this. But instead of having to print everything out old school, and believe me, it took my husband a while to use this. I'm like, come on, man. But you just have the QR code, and that's your boarding pass. So I can put in the flight status to find out where he is, What what if he departed on time, you know, uh, if the flight's coming in on time, what gate it is. It also tells you the entertainment, so you can connect to United Wi-Fi through it, and it'll tell you all the movies. Uh, you can watch it through the app on that. It allows you to check in. Um, you can check your miles, see what your status is if, you do, if you're a Mileage Plus member. I really um, like that an awful lot. So, you know, I tend to use the United app a lot. You can also book a flight on it. And so that's that. The other one that I really like is Gate Guru. And when you're traveling a lot, especially because I travel with a dog now, and I think airports are doing a better job with having uh, relief areas for pets. Because if you think about it, you know, if you're flying three hours from, you know, Dallas to Chicago – and in Chicago, unfortunately, I think they just changed it. So they have a, a in airport pet relief area now, which basically I think is just a large bathroom they converted. But it's better than nothing. You would have to get out of the airport, and you know they have a pet relief area outside, and then you have to go back through security, which really is uh, frustrating when you have um, you know a short time between flights that you that you have to uh, make. But what's nice about Gate Guru is that almost all of the airports they have maps there, so you can find out you know where dining is, um, you know where ATMs are. I really like Gate Guru, and these are free apps too. So if you're traveling, I would definitely download the um, airline app that you're traveling on, and also I would download Gate Guru. I think it's a it's a nice. Um, It's a nice app. They have updated it throughout the years. And, you know, you can just basically get all of the information. um, And you can also, you know, check in through your social devices, uh, your social media devices, if you want to let people know where you are. Um, And it tells you the temperature and the weather there at the airport that you're going to. So those are the two apps that I would recommend if you're, you know, traveling via uh, airplane to download.
1: I have Gate Guru, but I forget I have it. Oh, I don't, because I'm always looking for pet relief here.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I really don't use any of those. I I load these things up on my my phone and say I'm going to use them, never use them, so I just stop using them.
1: Yeah, I use the Southwest app because that's the that's what I use like ninety eight percent of the time is Southwest. So that's the app I use. But, you know, it's nice to know, especially,
0: say, for instance, you know, we have had, sh- you know, uh, like a half hour between flights. And if you're going into a airport that you're not used to, I mean, DFW, we know, like, the back of our hand because, you know, we live in Dallas. But I don't know Chicago that well. I mean, even though we've flown there, sometimes you're going into a, a gate that you're not used to. And it's like, oh, oh, gosh, okay, where's this terminal? And, you know, you really have to hoof it. So, I don't know. I find Gate Guru very helpful because I... Um, You know, you can, these are offline, too, which is really nice. So you can access these offline. So if you're on the plane, you know, you can, or you can uh, even do a screenshot of the maps that you need and look at it on the plane so you know exactly where you need to go. Yeah. And it's nice to know where the amenities are, too. You know, if you feel like having a, you know, a sandwich or something before the next trip, then, you know, it's nice to have the, I, I don't know, I like it. But I agree, Vicky. I do load up my my phone with a lot of apps. I have to clean it out every so often. Yeah,
2: I, I now I'm at this minimalist stage. I only have on there apps that I use on a regular basis, and you know, I don't add anything extra unless I'm definitely going to use it. And when I stop using it, I just delete it. Um, um, but speaking of um, being at um, airports. Uh, and I mentioned before about the Wi-Fi hotspot. Uh, uh, using those Wi-Fi uh, hotspots all, all over the place. Um, one of the things that um, um, you should be aware of, those, those, as I said before, the free ones are really not a good idea for you to, to log on to. But sometimes you, you know, you for some reason, whatever reason that may be, you you decide that you really uh, do need to do that. Um, just be careful. Make sure that you. Uh, log on and log off. Get out. Get out of that out of that network as, as soon as possible, and make sure it's uh, um, uh, okay. To, even if you don't connect, don't 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 have your phone automatically connect to a Wi-Fi network. Um, make uh, set your phone up so that you have to actually ask, or you you have to manually do it yourself. That's that's like not a very good good idea. But one of the things that you can do is create your own private hotspot with your smartphone. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what my sister and I do on a regular basis. One of us would turn it on, or and uh, we'll connect our pads or our phones to that network so that we can actually download stuff or do whatever we need to do. It's more secure and it's generally it's even faster than the hotel hotel Wi-Fi generally, um, which is. Pretty much, uh, in most cases, just non-existent. So that's my spiel on uh, Wi-Fi hotspots and S-
1: similar to our hotel in San Francisco, Vicky.
2: Oh God, wasn't
1: it awful? Oh, that was that was just that oh, was we,
2: torture. We might as well have tried to hook up to the to Starbucks down the street. It was just that.
1: Yeah, that a modem was quicker. You know, like a fifty-six k modem was quicker. Yeah, i up the phone oh, line. <laughs> that was horrible. Well, as you ladies know, and I'm sure some of our listeners, is my husband and I like to cruise. In fact, we've got a cruise coming up in October. Now, cruise ships, for those of you who don't know, no matter how wonderful the ship itself is, they are notorious for having no outlets in the rooms. There's one in the bathroom, and there's one in the room, and that's it. Well, if you're like me, you have your iPad, your iPhone, your Kindle, then my husband has his iPhone, his Kindle. There's not enough outlets. So what I bring with me is the AMP four-port USB charging station. It's 30 bucks, and this thing is fantastic. It's got a really long power cord, so you just plug it into the one cord. It has two USB ports for iPads and two USB ports for your phone. So we spend the time just constantly going back and forth between charging our Kindles, charging our phones, and it is, it's a godsend. So, you really need to get if you're going to go to a place where you know outlets are at a premium, even if you want to use it in the airport and you're nice and you are allowing people to share with you, you can get four devices charged at the same time, and I love it. It's so worth the money so that goes with me every time we travel
0: i i don't foresee, I don't foresee myself ever going on a cruise, isn't that awful <laughs> I, I, I think because on, the, I think it's because of the food because yeah. I don't want buffet I just it will, I will gain 50 pounds I know I've never, going, never I know
2: gained I weight from going on the cruise I lost weight because I've been no. on some that's the worst food you I've th- ever had in my entire life I've never been on a cruise <laughs> oh. but the food was good ever and I've been on five and I'm never going well, on this, the
1: thir- this is our this is our 13th on um, one of the biggest oh. ships in the world. So, there's going yeah. to be a lot of walking going on. Okay. But I mean, yeah. it doesn't, it's not just for cruising. Bring it to your hotel. I brought it to Italy with us last year. And then I just charged it in, I just plugged it into the power adapter and then plugged that into the wall. So that way we had, because we only had one power adapter. So everything had to be charged one time. So it went yeah. in there.
2: But let me say the beauty of uh, traveling on, on a cruise ship. You take your clothes and stuff, you hang them up, and you're done till you get ready to leave. No moving around, no carrying the things. You can carry whatever you want to take. Um, And and all the bad things that people say about cruising, it is probably safer than any other travel that you're going to do. It's pretty much just. It's not as bad. I mean, it's no more unsafe than going to a strange hotel, okay? Um, So... uh, other than my problems with the food, I, will, I love the fact that I have my room. I can go in there. We go into country from country to country. And I'm not hopping off an airplane mm-hmm. to go to each each different uh, country and going through customs or pulling things out. That's the beauty of a cruise. Now, one cruise I do want to go to, one to Nova Scotia. Well, time.
1: you know, we love them because it's our 13th. Yeah,
2: yeah of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, oh, and Alaska is one, <laughs> one to want to go, on and one to Nova Scotia. They say those both of those are really beautiful cruises. So, yeah.
1: no, to me, the word cruise means beach. Yeah, I just
2: wanted to make sure that people <laughs> didn't think I'm bashing cruises. It's just that was my experience. I just had bad food. Yeah, beaches are. Uh, you can go from beach to beach to beach. <laughs> we don't and that's want exactly to what we do. We don't yes. tour.
1: We don't tour. <laughs> we don't take a tour of yeah. the islands. I do the research and go. Okay, where's the beach? Exactly. And then I exactly. and I plan for that, and we go. To the beach. And then we get back on the the ship. Yeah, We get back on the ship and we lay out in the sun. And then we get off the ship next day and we
2: go to the beach. It's about (laughs) relaxing. And I guarantee you, you can relax like there's no tomorrow. I like the ones that had a movie theater, so you can watch movies. All kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff. So, yeah.
1: Well, this one doesn't have... One we went on had an actual movie theater where you went inside. It was very, very Mm -hmm. small, but it was inside. This one has the outside one on the Lido deck. So at nighttime, they have the big, huge screen. So you can watch movies and they give you popcorn and all that fun stuff. So. Yep.
2: Oh, it's me. Is it me or you?
0: (laughs) Whoever. (laughs) I thought it was me this time. I'm going to do the translators. I have, um, I think when you're traveling abroad, um, it's, it's really important to have a translation app. If you're not fluent in that particular language, um, I'm, pretty fluent in French, but German eludes me. I know just the basics. I can count in French and I know, you know, please, thank you, hello, goodbye. But I have to say is that I do rely on a lot of translation apps for that. So there are three that I recommend. And the first one is iTranslate. And that has just a plethora of languages. I mean, if you can't find the language that you need to translate, um, I'm sure they'll add it. The other one is Microsoft Translator and Google Translator. Now, Microsoft and Google Translator are free. And iTranslate is free, but if you want an offline mode... And be able to access that. And they also have language packs. There's some things that come in with that. Um, You have to pay for a a pro or premium pack. But just for basic translation, I would recommend it. Because, I mean, if you're reading something, if someone sends you an email in German or French or whatever it is, you can just uh, copy and paste. And it also has voice. So you're able to hear it. And you can choose either male or female, which you prefer to, to hear. So I like that one. What's nice about the Google Translator is I think Google or Microsoft bought WordLens. And WordLens was a fabulous app that I use. It's no longer available in the App Store, so but don't, don't despair. Um, what happened, especially in Germany, is when you're reading a menu, I have no clue because I don't eat meat. So, you know, I'm not certain what the words are. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know. What you do is you just load up, the, you know, you open up the app, you hold it over the menu or hold it over a sign or anything that wow. you need a translation. And it it instantly translates that menu in real time. So it's translating it when you hold, it uses the camera. So when you hold your phone over, say, the page of the menu, it's translating that German into English for you. So it's so, so helpful. I really recommend having that. And, you know, if you have a, for instance, if you're looking at a sign and you don't know what it means, uh, you can hold up the app, you know, open the app, hold it up. Uh, They also do have some offline um, abilities, which is really, really nice. And of course, you know, your translation abilities, you can either have someone talk into the microphone and it will translate what they're saying for you, or uh, you can say it and it will translate, or you can take a photo of it and that it will translate the f- picture, or uh, you can write it and it will do a translation. So they've really beefed up these translation apps, which is great, because I don't know if you remember like 10, 12 years ago, you could buy these translators. Remember those for like, you know, 70 bucks? They were really expensive. And now they have these fabulous translation apps that have become only stronger as far as visually and with um, audio that will tra- do the translations for you. So... I highly recommend either the, uh, either all of them, put them on your phone. If you're Vicki, you'll probably just want to choose one. But if you're like me, you'll want them all just in case. Cover all your bases. Because, again, Google Translator is not a perfect translator. But, you know, as long as you get the gist of what they're saying or the gist of something, you know, you can fill in the blanks. But I have, um, I don't, you know, I'm always nervous with Google Translator because even though they have improved it, it's not always perfect, like if you're writing an email to someone. But uh, I translate Microsoft or Google Translator. They all pretty much have the same features, at least Google and Microsoft do. And I, I highly recommend having them on your phone for overseas travel.
1: Suze, these apps use data. So what do you do for data when you're over in Europe? Well, some of them are offline.
0: So, you know, you can uh, have the translations offline if you need them. But that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that because I did have that on my notes. There's a couple of things when you're going abroad that you want to do. If you have AT&T or Verizon or whatever carrier you have, um, you want to call them up and you want to give them exact dates that you will be abroad. Because you will... You will have extreme roaming charges if you don't. Even still, you're going to have to be careful. You have to. There's a lot of Wi-Fi in Europe, so you can go on Wi-Fi Finder, and it will tell you free Wi-Fi where you can find Wi-Fi. Most of places that you stay, like uh, the hotels, or if you stayed in an apartment, we always rent an apartment, but they usually have Wi-Fi, and um, cafes have Wi-Fi, but. I, what I do is I call up AT&T and they give me an international plan. And what that is, I think it's $0.10 cents a text and or sometimes the, um, it's, and it's $0.10 cents a minute. So if you make a phone call, it's going to be like $0.10, $0.20 cents a minute, depending on you know how many um, minutes. I, I, I think the last one was $0.10 cents a minute for a call and it was $0.10 cents a text. Um, but also the data plan you know, I, I think I usually get two gig and that's plenty. And so you can, you know, also get a data plan and it'll be X amount of dollars for that particular time period. And you can ask them for a specific quote. And so what... What AT&T does is that the, I tell them, you know, I want this plan and this is the day that I'm traveling. And once, I don't know how they know, but once I land in France or Germany, I get, a, I get immediate text from AT&T and says, you are now on our international plan. And so you know that. And then when I get back into the States, they say, you know, now, you know, you're not off the international plan. So that's really nice. Uh, the other thing you want to make sure you do is you want to make sure that you don't buy euros in the U S. Um, every, um, place has an ATM. It's better to go to a bank, uh, like in France, they have, you know, the BNP on all that banks and you can get a better currency rate if you go to a bank and just take out your euros there. And, um, in Germany, you want to make sure that uh, you have cash because they don't, all, not all places take credit cards. And that's the other thing you want to look up when you go to a foreign country is to see what people recommend. France takes credit cards everywhere, restaurants, not a problem. I did not find that in Germany. Even when I went to a yarn shop, Elisa, you'd appreciate this. I went to a yarn shop and they said, Oh, I'm sorry, we don't take credit cards. You have to get cash. So I had to run down to the ATM and get cash. So just be aware that, you know, every country is different. Even though they're all the EU, they are different. And, you know, you can just um, get some cash, uh, either in the just get a small amount of cash at the ATM in the airport and then go to a bank and, you know, get out some more cash. But you act, you, you pretty much can use a credit card uh, for stuff in the airport until you need to go get cash when you're actually in a town that you're visiting. So and make sure you have a chip card make sure your credit card is a chip card because almost every place in Europe needs a chip card.
1: The other thing I found in Italy is that when we, with the credit cards, which we had just sent us the chip cards prior to us leaving, we went in May last year, um, they'll ask you, do you want to be billed in euros or do you want us to convert it now? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can't remember what I did now. I think the first the way I did it was wrong. I should have done it the second way, which is what I did the rest of the time, which is I think what I did is I told them to convert it to American money. And then I was told, no, you shouldn't do that. Let them charge you euros. And then it converts yep. later. So that's yep. what I did the rest of the time. Uh, credit that's cards we were taken too. anywhere. Restaurants, you don't tip. And if you do, it's very, very minimal because they charge yes. you a fee to sit down at the table.
0: Well, the other thing in France is that servers get paid an actual wage. They can actually make a living off their wage. We don't do that in the U.S. They rely on tips. So, I mean, you are you can leave a small something, but, I mean, the tip is always usually included. If you see service compris, at least in France, that means the tip is included. And in Germany, we had one of our German friends that say, you know, just leave a euro or something if you get good service. So we do do that. So, um but, again, that's something you just want to be sure that you understand um, what, what country, what's expected of you. Because they also are insulted if you over tip. That's not, that's poor etiquette. So just remember, even though you've got great service and you think you're being generous, sometimes that's seen as, a, as offensive, you know, depending. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Um, well, one of the things that a lot of people don't remember to do you should all you should password protect all your devices, and if possible, uh, you should encrypt the data on your computers. Um, um, unfortunately, in some countries, if you're traveling abroad, that's illegal. So you need to make sure that that is not a problem. Um, I think like Japan or China, one of the those uh, countries, just that's illegal. You, you cannot encrypt your uh, computer.
0: Um, I think it's China. Yeah, China probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, and so just simply create a pin for your smartphone or your tablet and on the newer Apple devices that automatically encrypts the data on your on your um your on your mobile device. For Android devices you have to actually set it up, the encryption in their settings and security um uh area. One of my friends was telling me about their Android and how they like to um this is just an aside, how they like to root the device, you know, that's so that you know they like these open source Things where they can just um, uh, set the, the file system up for users to access read only files uh, that the, you know that they, they don't want to operate, uh, uh, that the operating system doesn't want you to, uh, uh, or the manufacturer doesn't want you to change, um, so they can customize their phone. Unfortunately, that creates a serious security issue such that it, whoever has access to your phone maliciously has access to everything. They could actually change the operating system, add extra stuff on there, and they have complete access to your phone. Um, so all you Android users out there, make sure you know what you're doing. And I'm going to say this several, a uh, couple more times before we end our broadcast. Back up your data from all your devices. You can always replace the uh, devices, but you can't always replace the data that's on there. So,
0: that's right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yep.
1: Well, the next two things I'm going to talk about are both from the STM website, and these are these are great. Uh, one of them is called the Cable Wrap. It's twenty four ninety five on their website, and what this is. I mentioned earlier that I have my iPhone and my iPad and my Kindle and my husband's stuff, and you have all those cables. And in the past, you would just shove them in a bag, and it was just a mess trying to get everything out. And what this is, it is this really nice, it's uh, one, two, three, it's four separate um, compartments, and it rolls up flat that you just have a little belt that ties it together, and it has huge compartments on the inside and then like one compartment is divided into three so if you wanted to put a stylus or something small it's got zippered compartments in here I use this for my cables my camera battery because I still do bring a digital camera with me but rarely use it anymore at this point but it is a great way to keep everything all together I mean you can throw in anything you can throw in a chapstick you can throw in you know I don't know you know, SD cards whatever it is that you need everything gets thrown into here roll it up, goes right into your bag. Super simple. It's, I love it. That that goes everywhere with me. And then the other thing I like to bring with me is called the Link for iPad Shoulder Bag. Now, I don't use it as it's intended. It has a, the back portion of the bag, it's almost like a over-the-body bag and it, you can put a 10-inch tablet into it without the case. And I don't like carrying my iPad without the case. So I use it when I'm traveling as in lieu of a pocketbook. So I have my wallet, my sunglasses, my eyeglasses, you know, keys, any paperwork that I need, package of tissues, uh, a charging cord, just anything I need that I don't need a pocketbook for. And this way it goes across my body. It has everything I need. And I love this thing. Goes to a lot of, it's been to a lot of concerts with me. And right now it's on the STM website for $48. But I also bring it, when I travel, because that way it's secure. Like Vicki said, you have to be careful when you're traveling as far as security, but also the physical security, because unfortunately, a lot of times when you're traveling, people know you're a tourist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this way, it's across your body. It's got a couple of zippered compartments. It's not going anywhere without you knowing it. So that's what I take with me when I'm traveling. very right, cool. Mm.
0: Well, my other uh, two apps. Uh, one of them is uh, when you're in, in Europe, um, you know, train travel is so inexpensive. It's much less expensive than air, airplane travel. If, and you know what? It's a really nice way to see a country. You get on a train. It's very comfortable. Um, you know, you just put your bags on there. You can bring your a picnic lunch, and you can look out the window. And it's just a really I love train travel. I wish I wish we had here in the United States, you know, I wish Amtrak, um, you know, went all around the United States, but, um, and you can go shopping in the train, tra- the train, um, yeah, train I know. Too. It's really nice. Those train stations are gorgeous. They are. But the, the app I use, this is a, a French app, but we're taking the train from Munich down to Avignon. And it's the, this app, it, we booked the, we booked it right through the app. It's Voyage SNCF. And that, uh, SNCF, NCF is the um, the French uh, train service, the rail service. It's so easy. You set up your profile, um, and you can look at all of your connections and book it right there. They send you the QR code again. It's right on. It's right on your iPhone, and you don't have to worry. And you can even, you know, continue to look a little bit uh, like months ahead of time to get a good rate. But I think the the plane ticket from Munich to Marseille um, would have been, I think, three hundred dollars, and the train ticket from um, Munich to Avignon is eighty-two euro. So, but it, it, you know, it's 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 going to be uh, it's like I think eight hours, but that's okay. I mean, it's three. I think it's going to be three hours from Munich to Strasbourg, and then Strasbourg to Avignon. But, you know, again, I, I don't mind because I'm cheap and I want to save money. But anyway, so that's a great app to have if you're in Europe or you're in France and you want to book train travel. Also look at your rail passes. If you're, if you're a backpacker or you're uh, a person that wants to go see an X amount of countries in a certain amount of time, your rail is a great way to go because you can buy uh, the cities that you want to go to and you have, you know, so many months to use those uh, tickets the other one for domestic travel if you i love road trips i mean you give me a full tank of gas and i will go anywhere i love road trips maybe that's why i like train travel so much because i just love seeing back roads i don't like even being on the highway i really like the byways uh, you know for travel i'm always asking my husband can we go you know the back roads but um That said, I think having the AAA RowSide app is really great. Just in case you break down, a battery dies. I can't tell you how many batteries we've gone through since we lived in Arizona and Texas. Hot weather as well as cold weather really saps a battery. Or if you get a flat tire, and that's a free app, and you can just immediately – I could have used it in California – a few years ago when I broke down in Yuma when it was 116. Mm. Um, But it's really great because if you're a a AAA member, you can uh, immediately have a a truck dispatched, you know, for service. So for domestic travel, I think those little pieces of insurance always have. We always keep up our AAA membership because number one, you get discounts. You know, you can ask any hotel. Sometimes they give you a AAA discount Um, or if you're, over certain age, of AARP discount.
1: Which, by the way, <laughs> AARP gives you ten percent off of AT and T bill. No
0: way! Really,
1: ten percent off I, your main data. So, I didn't like, know so that. if you pay say a hundred dollars for just the data part of your uh, cell phone plan, ten dollars mm-hmm. off. Oh yeah, wow. I I signed up. Well, I'm not that old yet for AARP, so maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting, since I'm the baby of the group, but okay. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I just think but having those discounts is really nice. Absolutely. I know when I, when I hit 50, I, I have to tell you this funny story. When I hit 50, we were visiting Nemo and Barbie up in San Francisco, and on our way back... Um, they had said, you know, you need to, or some one friend said, you have to stop in Cambria, Moonstone Beach, and Vicki, you're probably aware of Cambria. What a beautiful little town, right on the coast of California. So we stopped in there, and we we went to, uh, we saw this motel that had a vacancy, and my husband went in, and they were really expensive. And he said, well, do you do a AARP? He said, because my wife just hit 50. (laughs) And they said, oh, yeah. They said, well, you know, let me see. This is the rate for AARP. And I don't know. It was like $75 cheaper. I couldn't believe how much cheaper it was. And he came out and he said, we got the room. I said, that's great. He said, well, he said, that's the good news. The bad news is I told him to hold you where to get
1: the discount. <laughs> I said, can't I can't believe you is. do that. You just want to suck it up. And you, and you, he said, you're the one that's always cheap. I said, I don't care. You should have just sucked it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, those discounts are really good. And, you know, I, I know I always ask if they use a AAA discount. And mm-hmm. most places do. Places where you wouldn't even think they would have a AAA discount offer them you know, ice cream places. It's just amazing, you know, the little places that you can get discounts. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to save a few bucks, it's worth having. And it's always a peace of mind if you break down on the road. Absolutely.
1: And it goes with the person, not the vehicle. So that if I have AAA, but I'm driving with one of my kids, and the car breaks down, we're covered. I'm glad you mentioned that, because that brings up another important point. When
0: you rent a car in Europe, they make their money like Americans do as far as getting getting you to buy an insurance policy and sometimes those insurance they'll they'll almost bully you into it and you have to be strong but check with your credit card check visa because sometimes if you um, visa or American Express or whatever you have they will cover you so before you leave and you go rent a car you or you want to rent a car prior to you leaving call up your visa company ask what they offer for car um, insurance coverage and call up your insurance company and ask what they offer for coverage in a foreign country because many times that will be much cheaper than you buying coverage in, in a foreign country. Yeah. So that's, that, you just brought up that point and I just thought I'd mention that. Mm-hmm. My
2: final um, thing I need to say is in, in regards to securing ah. your mobile devices when traveling is to avoid losing your valuable electronics by only taking what is absolutely necessary. And one of the things that I... Uh, it wasn't being my, uh, I think a family member this happened to, or somebody I know, I don't remember what, what happened. They put their stuff in the safe um, and um, that's probably not a good idea because they don't change those safe locks and the next person that comes in um, even if they change it, um, this this incident that happened to, to this person should make you realize that it's not a very secure thing to do is that they left their jewelry in the safe, and and they checked out. So they called the hotel and told them that they said they couldn't, they could not let them, they could not go in there and get it because somebody had already rented the room when they when they leave the room. Um, I mean, when they when they check out, then they could go check the safe and make sure that there's nothing in it. Well, they called them back a couple of days later, and they had the jewelry, and they never asked for the combination number. So obviously. There's a way for them to get into the safe without having a combination, so that's not a very safe place to put your uh uh valuable jewelry electronics or anything uh your best bet is to get a uh, get to get a suitcase with a lock and hide it somewhere in their in the room so it's not obvious but uh it's safer than putting it in the, inside uh, the, the safes uh, because they're not there um like I said first. Leave at home the things that you don't really need. Um, and back up all your data to a remote servers such as Dropbox so that if you do lose that electronics, you uh, your data is still you still have access to your data. And another thing you need to do is turn off Bluetooth. Hackers use this as a way to get into your phones and your tablets and your com- and computers. Uh, and one thing that you should realize is that finite phone will not always work it probably won't at all because thieves have read all these articles and listen to the same podcasts as you're listening to right now, and they know the airport airplane mode is their best friend. So that's it for security.
1: <laughs> you know, what you're saying, though, about the safes, I have to, I don't want to say disagree, but I would say my experience has been different. On the cruise ships, the way the, the safes work, because that's what I do, my iPad, I bring my iPad with me on a cruise, but that's to watch um, – podcasts and read on the plane and then it goes into the safe and plus you know our money goes in there and our passports things like that they stay in the safe until it's time to leave you have to use a credit card in order to open and close the safe Mm -hmm. so you when you close the door you swipe your credit card that closes it and you need that exact same credit card in order to open it and then other places we've been to you have to come up with a four-digit code on your own to open and close the safe so if you do one, two, three, four, enter and the person before you had, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, it's not gonna open.
0: Yeah, you have to reset it. I know that's the same with the safes we've used too.
2: Well, I'm I, I don't I don't know about I don't know about the credit card ones or whatever, but this hotel did not need did not need the combination. Um, so I I, I I don't trust safes. I just don't. You know, there's always. We well, you know,
0: and there. I also think you bring up a good point about yeah. Bluetooth and um, Wi-Fi. But you know, I don't do any banking on. I mean, I I don't go into bank accounts. I don't do I don't do anything that's really sensitive. And I don't, um, you know, if I know an email is kind of sensitive, I don't even open that up when I'm like a, on a different, like a a public Wi-Fi place. But you know, I use Wi-Fi, and knock on wood, I have never had a problem that with Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. And I've used them, you know, for months at a time, like in Europe or you know around here. And I, knock on wood, I haven't had any problems. But again, you your, know, your, I your if, email, I'm, if I'm going to do any
2: simply having your email address and your that passwords associated with it, they can have access to all kinds of sensitive stuff. You don't; it's not just mail, but it's just the, your identity. Yeah, is at stake. So. That's that's the only thing about that, and yeah. I agree. I I've I've done it too before. I got hip to tunneling and and decided that I just wanted to be a bit more secure after not not after having my phone uh, 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 security or lost or anything like that from traveling on the road and using my credit card to get gas. I end up having my yeah. car my credit. That's reason why I always had this little small little credit card with only maybe five hundred dollars of balance that I use when I travel. In my car, or going down to Southern California, or traveling around places where I'm have to stop at a gas station to get gas, and I try to uh, not do it at the the, the pump. Or go inside. Don't don't use it. And the chip also is another thing that's extremely secure that'll help you if you use the chip. But the, generally at the pump, there's no chip. Uh, you can't use it that way. So.
0: No, but I don't use it as a debit either. I always use it as a credit, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't put in my PIN number. Because oh, I've had my card yeah. number swiped a few times. But one of the worst times was in Tucson. I had just gotten my new card, and I we figured out it was probably the gas station that I used because somebody had racked up $1,000 worth of charges on shoes. My husband said, did you buy $1,000 worth of shoes? Oh, I wish. No. <laughs> so uh, I got the new card number, and the only place I used that new card was at a restaurant. And the girl you know, I put the credit card in the bill, and the next thing you know that one was insecure too. I got mm-hmm. some charges on that, so I had to close that one down and i I knew it was that restaurant because it was the only yeah. charge i had I had just gotten it you know I just uh, received it so I think, I think everyone has to play smart, no matter if they're, you, you know, with their card numbers, with their I devices, you know, no matter what you just, I, I think it's a great idea using VPN, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I, I thought about that. I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably a good idea for me, too, to use that when I'm yeah. overseas as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but you know what's really nice? I, I feel there's I know some of the passwords that we've had to use for Wi-Fi when we've rented apartments. Oh my God! If they if anybody can ever figure that one out, lucky for them because there is no way it makes no sense. I mean, it's just numbers and characters and letters. And I thought, wow, that's that's definitely a you know pretty secure, I would think. Yeah. So but we feel a little bit comfortable. But there's some people that just
2: take whatever the the password is on the back of their router. And they just leave it this, yeah. that. And that's that's not a very smart thing, too, because they, people can know. No, don't look on the back of the router. There it is. I'm, I'm in. I'm in there, you know. If they can break into exactly. your home, they can break into your your Wi-Fi and whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's it for security and travel. I hope I'm not. That's I mean, I hope point. people don't think I'm a gloom and doom, and I think that that. That um traveling is scarier, that I just don't like carrying a lot of extra stuff, and I don't want to lose my electronics, so that's that's what I do, and then when I do, I just try to secure the few things that I do take with me um yeah, so.
0: Well, when I'm traveling, that was brings me up because you know L, L. Bean is from Maine, and uh, they make fabulous, fabulous products. And if our listeners, if nobody has ever um, ordered from L. L Bean, they pretty much have almost a lifetime warranty on their products. That's, they really stand behind their customer service is excellent. But I bought a uh, Northridge backpack and right now they have them on sale They're about 60 bucks but what's really nice is they have the elastic in front so you can throw a jacket in there my husband and i both you know we have backpacks he has usually his briefcase and of course i have a backpack and i have widget now so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i but i
0: put all my electron i've yeah i put all my electronics in there and there's enough pockets and everything in there that you know it's, it's fabulous. You can just store everything in there. It expands, it has a nice expansion, but it's a lightweight backpack and the straps are really well padded. And I highly recommend using those for travel, you know, because you put them on your back and, you know, if you need to, like Vicki said, if you want to be secure, just buy one of those um, TSA safe uh, travel locks, you know, you have to, the TSA has to be able to to open them, but on your backpack, if you're, you're it's going to be a carry on anyway. But if you feel a little nervous, just just um, if you've got your iPad and everything in there, on one of the compartments, just put a lock on that compartment. Knock on wood. I, again, I've had pretty good luck with that. But I always throw everything into a backpack, yeah. and I you know I feel they're pretty secure because they're so. I I don't travel light. I wish I did, but I have a lot of stuff in the backpack yeah. and it's pretty heavy, but
2: it just make it, make it a little t- bit uh, difficult for them. Don't, don't, don't have it unlocked so that anybody can just take no. it. Yeah. So I mean, no, you, no. You, like you said, there's a way for people to get around any kind of security, but just don't make it so easy for them to just uh, yeah. take it.
0: There. What's nice with the backpack too, is though if you're traveling and you want to, you know, if you're staying in a place, you can leave some of that stuff, you know, you can put your iPad and the stuff in a backpack. It's not going to add a ton of extra weight on for you. But, you know, it's nice that, because you can throw stuff that you buy in there. You can pack a picnic lunch in there. I just always travel with a backpack. And it's it's much less. Um, I know some people like fanny packs. I really don't because that screams tourist. It <laughs> screams tourist. And, number one, it's a total fashion faux pas, number one. <laughs> But, you know, I think a backpack, you can they have all different ones at L.L. Bean and or any other place, you know, and you can get a nice lightweight one if, instead of carrying a, um, a a fanny pack. And, you know, you can throw your pocketbook in there too. You know, I like the Bagalini pocketbooks because, again, they're fabulous. They're nylon and they have a ton of pockets that make it very hard to, you know, rip you off. Um, I find Bagalinis are really great. And the other thing uh, for me is I reviewed this on my Mac.com. It's Waterfield Designs Atelier iPad Gear Case. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, gear case. And it is made from leather. You can read the review. I have it in the show notes. But you can put your uh, earbuds, you can put your charging devices, your Apple Pencil, the little gizmo, the tip in the lightning port adapter that comes with your Apple Pencil, and it stores it in this just beautiful fold-over leather case. And I, it, it just has it all in one place. And I'm so happy I got to review that product because it is just fantastic to travel with. It's, it's always in my bag. It's, it doesn't add a lot of bulk, so you can throw it in a pocketbook or you can throw it in a backpack. And it's a great place to keep all your gear for your devices in one place. So I highly recommend that.
1: Well, like Suze, I like to bring a backpack, and I have the Kensington Contour Overnight TSA Checkpoint-Friendly Backpack, long name. Um, right now, it's on Amazon for about $76, and this is my go-to bag. It, you can, it's, it's made for business people who are just doing an overnight, so there's room for their laptop, any accessories, and it's a change of clothes. I use it and just fill it up. To the Like I said, iPad and iPhone and yeah. my Kindle and all my charging and you know all those different accessories I spoke of earlier, I put in there. When we're going on a cruise, one of the tips that they tell you is because you might get to the cruise ship before your room is ready, put in your bathing suit right into your bag. So that way you can still go into a public restroom, put your bathing suit on, and you can still enjoy the sun in the pool before your room is ready. So we do that. It folds open totally flat. So that if you do have a laptop in your bag, you can go right through the checkpoint without any problem. It has so many nooks and crannies. It's got a separate place I can put my phone. It has a place to put those little um, bottles, the little three-ounce bottles uh, for the liquids so that you can screen it. It has a place for pens and for your keys. Uh, We used it two weeks ago. We went to stay the weekend with friends. We went to Bethel Woods, the home of the original Woodstock. And because it 's summer, you know you don 't need a whole lot you know shorts and a t shirt so I just brought this backpack with me, and it had my clothes, my bag, my iPad, and my phone, and my cables. It was great. Throw it in the back seat of the car off we went so and it's, and it also has a contoured back, so when you put the straps on your back, the bag itself contours through the roundness of your back, so it 's a whole lot That's more, nice. It's a lot more comfortable That's than nice. a lot of other bags. And if you don't overstuff it, it will fit into the seat in front of you on the plane. So that's what I bring with yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's what I bring with me when I'm on the plane is this. And in fact, the, one of the first times I used it, I was down in Florida visiting a friend. And she saw it on the bed and she loved it so much. I gave her the link for it and she immediately ordered one for her son to use for college. So it would make a great college backpack too.
0: Well, the other thing, too, when you're traveling, I wanted to mention is bring, if you're a woman, um, bring a shawl. My One of my very good friends um, recommended that. She used to work for American Airlines. And she said, you know, she said, you really should bring a shawl because, you know, you can bunch it up and use it as a pillow. You you know, it's it's nice just to, you know, if you're cool on the plane. And I use that all the time. I throw a shawl in there and it's I use it almost all the time on the plane and um, because you know sometimes the plane does get cold but I'd rather be cold than hot um, you know there's nothing worse than being on a plane when you know they don't have the AC jacked up a little bit so but putting a, just a shawl over you is just absolutely perfect and you know you can prop up your iPad with it if you don't want to put down the tray table I, I, just, I just always have that in the backpack I just think it's, it's just so convenient to travel with one
1: Okay.
0: But the other thing that I have is more for um, doing some photography. And I there's a wide-angle and macro lens that's on sale right now at um, Amazon. It's twelve ninety nine. It's called the Zomai um, Wide Angle and Macro Lens for iPhone. And I have the link in the show notes. It's regularly, I think, like $50. It is a really interesting. It's made from glass. It's not plastic like some of the other... Um, iPhone lenses, but I like it. I mean, I do macro and I have the Alloclip macro, the 3-in-1 macro, but wide angle, you know, when you're doing a really beautiful um, scenic view, I mean, you can use the panoramic function on your iPhone, but you, if you just want to put a nice lens to make everything a little uh, closer and also have a little clarity you can use uh, this clip-on lens. And basically it's a clip that you just clip over your camera lens on your iPhone and you can take a wide-angle picture. Now be, be forewarned that when you take a wide angle on the iPhone, it's going to have some distortion. It's not a fisheye, but it will have some uh, barrel distortion. It looks like a rounded distortion on the edges there is an app and I will include that in the show notes called it's called, excuse me, but it's, it's, it's screw it. And what it is, it's, it allows you to correct that distortion. So if you buy this lens for travel for a wide angle for 13 bucks, that's not bad. Number one for macro and a wide angle. And you do take some wide angle pictures. Don't despair because you can bring it up into this app called, screw it and you can you can correct either keystoning and keystoning is a phenomenon where um, you're taking a picture of a large building and it seems you know uh, wider at one end and it will correct that and it will also correct uh, the wide angle distortion so you'll have a perfectly uh, correct photo an image the other thing is um, all Clip four in one lens for the iphone That's a really sweet lens. It's about $80 on Amazon. I included that link. But it has a wide angle. It has a fisheye. I'm not really happy with fisheyes. I don't like the look of a fisheye, but some people do. But it also has a macro in it. And that's a nice uh, lens to travel with for your iPhone if you wanted something like that. And Snapseed. It's my favorite app on the iPhone. Uh, Google bought it, and I thought I was really despairing because I thought, oh, my gosh, if Google buys Snapseed, you know, they'll probably just abandon it. Well, I have to give Google credit. They haven't. They have kept improving it. So it has a healing feature now. So if you take a photograph, say you're, you're at the Big Ben and there's, you know, something in there that you want to remove, they, Snapseed now has a healing function where it will remove it for you. So it use, uses some uh, smart technology for that. It has some fabulous filters. Uh, your crop fun- functions—you can selectively um, add brightness or saturation to areas. So, I highly recommend every person that takes a photograph to have Snapseed on their phone. It's a free app, and it's one of the best apps in the App Store. And as far as travel for me, I think I think that's it. That's—I had a long list. You're right.
1: <laughs> We're doing a lot <laughs> of traveling. I mean, you're going to be in Europe pretty soon. I'm going to the beach next week. Yes. In September I've got Florida visit from family and then October is our cruise
0: well I'm going to Maine and um, well we're going to Germany and France this fall but then we're going to Maine the week after Christmas <laughs> my husband who hates snow they said I will never go back to Maine in the winter well we're going back to see family and I'm going skiing I'm so excited because I am going skiing um, I just saw this movie I don't know if you've seen it called Force Majeure it's a Swedish movie, and they filmed it um, in France. And just the skiing—it's about—it's an interesting movie. But they had a lot of skiing in it. And oh, of course, I would never ski the Alps because I think I'd be kind of scared. But maybe not. But it just really put me in the mood to get on a pair of skis and go skiing. So I'm pretty excited about. Skiing in Maine. Now, watch, they won't have any snow. It'll be one of those winters where they won't have a drop
1: of snow. Like last year. Like last year. Last year was a great winter. We had very little snow. That's not a great winter. It is for us. You're going to have some snow. No. (laughs) If you haven't figured it out already, the beach. I would just, I just want to be at the beach. Oh, I know. Then why aren't you living in California? No, 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 not California. We want to move. Definitely not
2: Northern California because the beaches are cold.
1: No, <laughs> no, we would. I would love, to, you know, water. love to go to Barbados. He said, you know, Aruba. So I said, like, like, all right. Here's an example. Yesterday, my husband was putting some dishes away, and he almost dropped my MacWorld coffee mug, which I think is grounds for divorce. And he said, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I put that on Twitter, and I got followed by a d- divorce attorney. I'm like, really. <laughs> <laughs> serious yeah. if you had read the tweet you would know that i was only kidding but um
2: he said to they me, can read the facetious, the, the facetious yeah they just saw the word <laughs> divorce and
1: they started yeah. they'll, they'll drop me soon enough the sarcasm so he, was lost
2: in the translation yeah
1: so he said he goes oh my god you didn't see that did you i said was that my mac world cup and he said yes but i caught it i said i cannot get another one he goes how's this I'll drop your Aruba, your Aruba coffee mug, and that way we'll have to go back and get another one. Like, mm, okay, <laughs> so that's so maybe I'll just drop it, blame him, and then we'll have to go back.
2: Yeah, get a new one, <laughs> it's one of a <laughs> kind one. You can't. On the way you're going to get it is go back to Aruba. Yeah, we'll have to go back to Aruba, which all will experience, will the experiences from Aruba that you know just comes back to light when you look at that cup. You know,
1: <laughs> that's right. That's why I bought it. <laughs> So anything else for you, Vicki? Other than set up reminders
2: to take whatever you have in that hotel safe out. You know, mm-hmm. I leave stuff all the time. I'm in the car driving away and I go, oh, I left my, my adapter for my iPhone in the wall and things like that. So set up reminders to, for the more valuable things that you left in your
0: Well, space. actually, ask uh, Siri. Ask Siri. Say Siri, remind me to take everything out of the safe when I leave the room, and sh- and th- she does that. Yeah, I asked her to, to remind me to t- pick up take the salmon or something for my son when I leave Devons, and she did. Yeah, I do that. All so time. just
1: ask Siri. I do it all the yeah,
0: time. I go, remind I'm,
2: me to buy sugar when I'm at the at the grocery store. In the grocery store, I go yeah, it's fabulous. which
0: one? It's like magic. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's C-dose. it's like magic. I love it. I absolutely love it. See, I have used Siri from the get-go. I've always yeah,
2: had Siri. I wish I, I, I wish I used it more often, but I don't. I just use it for that and for and to wake me up in the morning. Don't, she never wakes me up because I always wake up before my alarm, so it's sort of stupid for me to do it. But it's just fun. It's a fun thing to do, you know, just in case I do oversleep. I, I have an alarm set, so, yeah.
0: But Oh, the other thing when you're traveling, too, is if you know – you're going to a certain place the next day, and you. I find that um, you know, travel with your iPad, it's always good to have your iPad with you. Like Vicki said, you don't want to leave it in a hotel room. But, like, say for instance, you're going um, to a town the next day and take screenshots, bring it up on Apple Maps because I did have Apple Maps and Apple Music on the list. Because if you have, if you subscribe to Apple Music, which I do, you can download a lot of these. Um, songs and albums that you want for offline listening and then when you rent a car in europe or wherever you are and domestically they usually have uh, some type of um, bluetooth that you can play that music so that's really nice that you can play the music you want you know if you're um, traveling and secondly apple maps is really great even in europe to find restaurants or places of interest. And if you don't want to use up your data, which understandably you should not, because make sure you shut off data roaming when you're overseas. And when you're on Wi-Fi, you know, at the place you're staying at, call up some of these apps and take screenshots. So the next day, you know exactly where to go. You can just pull it up on your iPhone and say, oh, yeah, you know, we take uh, you can even screenshot the direction. So you're not using your data plan. And then, you know, when you're done, you just delete them and do it again the next day. But I find that I do screenshot an awful lot. And for those of you that don't know how to do a screenshot, when you pull up a map that you want to take a photo of, you just hold down your on-off in your home button on your iPhone and take a screenshot. So screenshots are your best friend when you're traveling, I think.
1: See, I do something similar. What I will do is, if say, it's directions from point A to point B. What I do is mm-hmm. I, I will create a PDF of the directions, and then I save it into the app called Documents. I think it's by Riadal. Mm-hmm. And that way, I just open up the Documents app, and then there's my PDF right there with the, with the directions from point A to point B. So I've done that, too, yep. and that way you don't use up your data. Because you know, when I was in Italy, I did the same thing you did, called AT&T, got the plan but we only had 200 megabytes. So that was yeah. more, and I kept my phone in airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and that's a great, to you know, put it in airplane
0: mode until you get on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you know, where it's for Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Right, and then back at the hotel, and, you know, it was Wi-Fi. Yeah.
2: yeah it's not like anybody calling other- you off that often
0: on the phone <laughs> while you're
1: And, all, and your also, overseas. turn off <laughs> notifications.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. I remember when all of a sudden in the middle of the night, somebody, I can't remember who was following me on Twitter, but um, it was, I think, you and somebody else who were all, and I was going, ding,
1: ding, ding. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be, it's like 10, stop, stop doing this. It's costing me 10 cents. Exactly, exactly. So turn off your turn off your Twitter notifications, your Facebook notifications, just leave on the ones that are important. Things like, you know, maybe a text from your kids or your parents or, you know, your best friend or whatever it happens to be, turn off things that aren't necessary. Like, oh, just now I just got a text from my son (laughs) as we're finishing up the recording. Um, Be the turn that all off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's those simple things, but you don't want to be hit with a $500 phone bill when you get home either. And that can happen. Right, right. You know, that definitely can happen. So.
1: Okay. So I know we talked about a lot of things, but the links to most of the things that we talked about will be in the show notes, which you can find at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. And we would love to hear from you. An iTunes review would be fabulous. It helps other people find us. You can join our Facebook group. You can join our Google Plus community. And all of those links are on the show notes page. So we want to thank you so much for listening. Happy travels. And we will talk to you next time. Oh, oh yes.
0: And don't forget to use Uber when you're overseas, too, because that's sometimes a lot cheaper than taxis. Yeah.
1: Sorry about that. Oh, I, didn't know I had Uber. Uber works as and well. And back up and- your data before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Says Vicki from afar. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.